Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, July 23rd, 2018. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 6, and we're on page 85, the third paragraph. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Jody E.Q., 12 traditions, Jackie M., and reading the text are Allison L., Annie V., and Jen A. The reference number for Sunday, July 22nd, 2018, is 11,688. That's 11688. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E.Q. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody E.Q., gratefully recovering in California. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me be of service. I pass. Thank you, Jody E.Q. I will now ask Jackie M. to read the 12 traditions. Hi, good morning. This is Jackie M. from New York, recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, 
Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, our anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Jackie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeating eaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 85, the third paragraph, reading through two paragraphs, ending with an inquire with corrective measures should be taken. I will ask Allison L. to begin reading. Good morning. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving towards all? What could we have done better? 
Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time, or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. <clears throat> All right. Good morning again. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Some wonderful paragraphs we're moving in, into here. So step 11, um, suggesting prayer meditation. It outright says, um, step 11 is thought through prayer meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Um, so we, up, the first 10 steps have gotten us to this point of having this conscious contact, and now we must figure out how to keep the conscious contact and grow it and pray only for knowledge of God's will for us and how we carry that out. And so they're making suggestions, which is great for me because this is unlike any kind of prayer I was ever taught to do. Um, this retiring at night, um, I'm looking for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. But step 10 was that. Step 10 told me I continue to watch for these things and then what to do when they crop up. So then again at night, I'm given another opportunity to prayerfully ask God to help me see, did I miss these things throughout the day? If these things came up throughout the day, did I handle them appropriately? Are they still lingering? Do I need to talk to someone still? Is there something else that happened in my day? Do I owe an apology? It's an awesome opportunity for me to go into um, time with God at the end of the day and look at my day from a different perspective to constructively, not destructively, not being hard on myself, perfectionist point of view. That's not it. But to go with God in love and look at my day. What was it honestly? Um, were there things I could have done better? Was I thinking of myself? Where were my thoughts? Were they on God? Were they of others? Was I helpful and useful? Um, was I living up to that, you know, my real purpose to be of maximum service to God and those about me today? Um, <clears throat> what did I contribute to life today to make it better for those around me? Um, and then to be careful um, and to not drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, um, that doesn't make me helpful to anyone um, if I'm just beating myself up for how I could have done better. So my nightly review is really just an opportunity to look at my day with God and see the high points, the low points, and to ask God how I can um, improve tomorrow to be better for him and for my fellows, and for myself, and to also see what, what were the good good points in my day um, and how I was um, getting closer to God through that 24 hours before, and um, hopefully take that into the next 24 hours, getting even closer to my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Allison. Okay, so we're at the bottom of page 85, step 11 suggests. Through two paragraphs, who would like to comment? Katie G from Boston. Katie G. Kim G. Nancy T. Nancy T. Larry K. Larry K. Lauren N. Lauren N. Kelly. S. S. Lauren N. Okay. Let's go with that. We have Katie G, Kim G, Nancy T, Larry K, Vasa O, 
Lauren N. and Kelly S. Go ahead, please, Katie. Good morning, Katie. This is Katie G. Thanks, my fellows, uh, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. And I had a role um, spiritual awakening around step 10 and 11 recently where I was really taught that I was worshiping the methodology. And I was doing it in, in a, like, like overly doing it. I wasn't worshiping God. So what I was doing is I was doing step 10, mm, sort of. But then when I would get to step 11, the written part, right? So um, meditation and prayer um, is a little bit different. Um, when they wrote the book, it was about like, you know, a, similar to um, somebody meditating over a battle, right? Thinking it through. What are we going to, what did we do today? Where did we fall short? What are we doing tomorrow? And so I would get to step 11 and I'd be like, yep, I didn't really do these step 10s. And I would go. And my step 11s would be like, I, like very long, very long. Let's just say they were very long. And and um, I thank you, God. Somebody in whom the problem continues to be solved, and 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 a teacher said to me, you know what, Katie, that's not the point of step eleven. Like you, I'm not here to bear witness to your step ten. You need to get your step ten done during the day. Like that's your job during the day. And so. I took a new approach, and it was amazing because I still at night, I ask these questions, but they are reflective of what happened during step 10. What did I learn from my step 10s when I asked God to remove it? I discussed it with someone immediately. I'm not saying I'm perfect, and I never have like something that I need to write out, but there's less chaos around it, which really, seeking God for me, God is not chaotic. Um, God is very quiet. And so simplifying this for me has been very helpful. And the way I use it, like before, I never used to know how to live my life. And what is so amazing about these pages is from the moment I go to bed to the moment I, I go to bed again, like wake up, and there are questions and, and things to consider and ways to seek God, right? Because this is this is how I get to God. And if I'm not doing this, then I have a problem with step one. Why step one, you say? Because I'm not accepting that I have no power, no choice, or no control around the food. Because these are my, these are my instructions. If I, when I don't do this, eating is going to be a step up. Like, for example, yesterday I fell short. Feelings and thoughts about my mother-in-law, feelings and thoughts about another activity. And I did the step 10s during the day. And then at night it was like, okay, God, this is where I fell short. And what's so amazing is when I bring it to God and I ask these questions, I may not have the answers at night, but then I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, I could tell the truth. I could say this. I could say that. So KDG is moving from somebody who's plowing through life to pausing, to praying, to connecting, and asking God, God, who would you have me be? Because that's my whole job today, right? It's to stay clean and to help others and, and be useful to God. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Katie. Kim G., you're up, followed by Nancy T. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim J. Um, oh, I love this. So we've learned the skill set, right, of four through nine. So I think of it like, let's just look at it more practically. You know, I, I want to be a nurse, so I go to nursing school. I graduate. I take the boards. But I never go in the hospital. I never take a job working as a nurse. What was the purpose of going to school if I'm not going to use that skill set? So 10 and 11 is when we get to use the skill set. This is where the rubber hits the road. So in step 10, this is what we're doing throughout the day, the way that Katie described it. And step 11 is three different practices. I never knew that. I literally three practices. 
right now we're going over the evening, evening routine. And the way that I look at this is I am now looking at reflecting over the last 24 hours. I'm looking for those patterns of how I show up in the world, how I'm still in collision with people. And it's kind of the fix that where I start to see those patterns that I see throughout the day. But I see two main differences between my step 10 during the day and my step 11 reflection at night. The first one is, what could I have done better? Well, how am I going to know that? You know, I, the way that I do that is with these relationships ideals um, that, I, that I create, is I have these ideals of who I am as a, as a daughter, who I am as a, an employee, who I am as a, as a um, member of Overeaters Anonymous. And then I look at those ideals and I look at my behavior throughout the day. So how could I have done better in those ideals? And the second way is um, inquire what corrective measures should be taken. So I'm saying, how can I better align myself with that ideal tomorrow? How can I better align myself with God and God's vision versus kids' vision? And if I do that, then it's all about change. This is not maintenance. How can I not grow if I am looking into how, what can I have done better and then taking action by taking corrective measures the next day? And I can tell you, just the way that Katie was talking about going from the methodology to the experience, in these seven and a half years that I've been recovered, I have grown from a God as I understand him to a God as I experience him. And that has given me peace on a daily basis. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Okay, Nancy T., you're up, followed by Larry Kay. Good morning, everybody. I am so grateful to be on the call with you here this morning. Nancy Teague, Recovered Compulsive Reader in Lewiston, Idaho. Um, early, early over here, but the best way I've ever found to start my day. Um, you know, I, for a long time, didn't understand uh, why I couldn't get this um, spirituality that happens, really, and that I'm improving upon in Step 11. Um it just seemed rote to me. I was doing the same thing every day. I was, you know, almost saying exactly the same words and it just didn't have any meaning. And, you know, I realized today, at least I think today, that when I've worked through the steps before, there was always a little variation for me. It was never exactly as it's written in the big book, straight through in the order um, and the way it's meant to be done. There were times I would get complacent, I would rest on my laurels. And I just didn't get the experience. And so obviously, if I'm trying to practice step 11, where I'm trying to improve my conscious contact, if I haven't really had the spiritual experience, the initial contact and connection, it's going to seem meaningless when I'm trying to do the steps that it takes to improve that. So I think I was kind of jumping the gun here. And it says here, it warns me in the middle of this paragraph it would be easy to be vague about this matter. And I was vague. I did it when I remembered, yeah, well, sometimes I'm just busy, you know, so I rush into my day. Oh, isn't that a human characteristic? And, you know, I mean, I was always justifying it. But um, I can tell you today, this time, I am so grateful that I finally hit the part where I was ready to do whatever it took. And I worked through these steps with a big book sponsor. And we did it quickly. And I had the experience. And I am so grateful. And I actually started connecting because of my experience of having gone through the steps before I knew I knew what it was about and I knew I needed to be sure and have that contact so I started my morning and evening practice um, 
actually before I even got there, just just to make a connection and to pray for God's direction as I work through the steps. But now I'm so grateful because every single step gives me um, complete instructions. And step 11 is no different. So if I don't know where to start or how to start, all I have to do is read the book. It tells me exactly what to do. And so I do that today and I've, I've expanded um, my practices now, but they always include these paragraphs in the evening and then um, tomorrow we'll talk about it in the morning. But um, I always include those, but I, but I add to it um, and it has more meaning for me today. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest mistakes I did is um, I would listen to the big hitters and, you know, and I would ask them when I talked to them, tell me what you do, you know, because I thought I needed an exact um, formula. If you, oh, this person has what I want. So if they give me their formula, I'll do A plus B and I'm going to get C. And it just doesn't work that way. Each individual person has their own individual practice that's meaningful to them to help them perfect and enlarge their spiritual life. And so um, I'm so grateful to be on this meeting with you all this morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Larry Kay, you're up, followed by Vasa O. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. You know, um, we're, 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 we're learning about prayer this morning and, and, you know, and for me, you know, it's, it's become a spiritual practice that's had transformative results, not all the time, but I try to invoke a higher power. And when I do that, when I try to invoke a higher power through prayer in any way at all, you know, that's, that's prayer and meditation for me. You know, so the question really becomes, how do I become increasingly spiritually mature? How do, how do I grow in this thing? And one way for me is through regular and disciplined prayer. And um, it doesn't always come with great feeling or connection, and nor do I, and I accept that it doesn't because I'm human. So it's kind of circular for me uh, to get to know God better, my higher power better, um, I, I pray, and um, and 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 one of the the keys for me with prayer is repetition. So to to the uninitiated, which was certainly me, in the context of this program, it can seem rather dull, maybe pointless, and even more dull and pointless may seem the practice of silent prayer, or meditation. But but it's been a tradition that. I've grown and I've learned from others and, and, and different ways that are unique and, 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 um, and just cultivated certain prayers that work for me. And the truth is something really happens during silent prayer. See, even at the biological level, <clears throat> you know, I've got brain waves and they, they change. I've got two sides to my brain. You know, there's the more verbal, ego-driven, materialistic sort of side. And then there's the silent altruistic, poetic, intuitive side, if you will. And I want those sides to be able to communicate more harmoniously with one another. And, and when I do that, when I, and I only am able to cultivate that and practice it as a human being can. And what it does is it, it helps in the context of this program because I want to be, to the best of my ability, brought into alignment with my higher power each day. And it protects me from anxiety, from healing, from loss. There's, there's greater growth towards joy and inner peace. Sometimes there's a sudden breakthrough, but no, usually not. It's very gradual. And gradually I'm attuning myself to my infinite, my creative um, higher power. 
And so it works. It Like everything else in this program, it works if you work it. I don't use prayer anymore where God, the God of my understanding is kind of an errand boy. <clears throat> I need this. I want that. It's more just, set, you know, accepting that I want to be a, a, my life is better when I'm attuned to God. It's better, even on the worst days. And I want to do it in kinship with everyone. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Larry. Vasa, oh, you're up, followed by Lauren N. Yes, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Katie, for your service and everyone's service this morning. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive over. You're calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And um, my favorite two steps, uh, step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God and step um, 11. And uh, my life didn't start getting better till I was ready with the, first, with the first three steps. And I got on my knees, and that's how I prayed. I can't, God, you can, and I'll let you. And that was the beginning of my new life, you know, uh, that I couldn't do my life by myself. I needed a power greater than myself with the food and everything. And, uh, and it's practice and practice and practice, uh, you know, working the steps the way they're laid out. Um, uh, before I came to program, I prayed every once in a while in silence, and God forbid if somebody saw me in my room, you know, praying, or in church, I felt awkward getting on my knees every once in a while, and everybody got on their knees. But again, my life is just so changed from where I was, where I am today. I've had many, many spiritual awakenings uh, as uh, I have worked the 12 steps. And at the beginning of my program, I had a lot of highs and a lot of lows when I put the food down. And and then, then I had to really pray a lot, and then I had to really write a lot, and then I had to really... Talk to uh, with um, with my sponsor, other people that I could trust, and I did have counseling too. But anyways, uh, during the day to now, uh, I go through the day pretty much as I go through the day, where I was resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid, and do and to apologize. Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? And I really don't keep anything inside of me long, especially if I'm going through something that's really big. With a little, with little stuff, I don't have to discuss with everything with that, that I go, you know, I pray to God as I go along. And if I need to make apologies, I do. And I do not start my day without getting on my knees. That's how I started my program, get on my knees with God, you know, and um, I get at night time and I thank God. Um, for the good day that I had, and if I needed to go, you know, make amends or whatever, and I do it. And a lot of times, you know, I have that special con- connection with my higher power as I go through the day. It's not just morning and night. I love to pray and I love to meditate. I can be walking and meditating and praying. I could be doing the dishes, meditating and praying. So to me, you know, everything is. You know, having that conscious contact with God and not to feel sorry for myself. Oh, I am working so hard. I have so much Fine. to Thank you. I'll wrap it up. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you for your service. 
Thank you, Vasa. Lauren N., you're up, followed by Kelly F. Good morning. Can you hear me? This is Lauren N. Yes. Thank you all for being here every day. What a wonderful way to start the, morning, the day and helps me be connected. Um, I do my nightly inventory. I'm not perfect. Um, I write. I Like someone earlier said, I used to write a book. Now I write quick sentences. I used to over, over, over do it because I would rehash everything that happened to me or I did, I brought on myself. Um, and thank God today I get shorter and shorter and quicker and quicker at realizing how I can be in self-pity, how I can be dishonest, and God, how the fear comes up across the board in my life. And it's only with that that I am able to realize that fear holds me back across the board. So I thank you all for being here, and I am so grateful that I do this work because when I do, I'm so connected when I don't. I am so disconnected. And I think I've heard others on the on the line say how um, one day I see a difference. One day of not doing my ninth my tenth sorry, my tenth and eleventh steps, I see a difference. Two days everybody else around me sees a difference. And three days and I'm just in the nuts nut house. So I'm on my three days today and I can't afford that 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 often. So I appreciate the reminders that I hear every day here. With that I'll pass. Thank you, Lauren. Kelly S, you're up. Hey, this is Kelly S recovered in Oklahoma. That's Kelly with an EY, in case you're looking for me. Anyway, um let me start my timer. Pretty much all has been said, as usual, by the time I share. And I know I've said this before, but um, it's been around 30 years, and it took me a while to realize there's actually instructions laid out in this big book. And uh, right here, in a, uh, it says this, basically from 84 to 88, we have instructions on how to do life from the minute we get up till the minute we go to bed. And I used to whine around about wishing, I just wish I knew what to do, you know. And guess what? I don't have any excuses. It tells me in black and white what to do in this book. And uh, step 11 suggests prayer and meditation, you know, and that's something today that is huge and important for me every day, you know, just like way to measure my food, using my tools, uh, working the steps, which are the solution. And yes, I need all these things, but guess what? If I'm doing it alone, if I'm not taking time for prayer and meditation, I'm forgetting my higher power. So I take time every day for this, you know, and I start all this stuff with a set aside prayer because my best thinking continues to keep me stuck today. Um, so when we retire at night, you know, it talks about, you know, the spiritual life um, is not a theory. We have to live it, you know, and other people have shared that too. It's like, um, how am I changing? Am I getting that new concept about, you know, living by new ideas and being rearranged? Am I living in that entire psychic 
change, that spiritual dimension it talks about, you know. Um, it talks about, let's see, it's on page 19. It's one of my favorite things because, you know, before my whole goal was about being abstinent. And today it talks about, and it, today it didn't talk about it. It's been talking about since 1938 in the big book. And there's a solution. We feel elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupation, and affairs. So this thing, this constructively reviewing my day helps me to see, am I being that different person? You know, am I, are there things I need to change? The dimmer switch is coming on a little bit at a time, and I'm seeing the things. And I personally like to review this with my um, sponsor at night because, you know what, my disease, which is my ism, which isn't just my eating, is cunning, baffling, and powerful, and will tell me, that's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. And my sponsor often goes, hey, hey, wait a minute. Let's talk about this, <laughs> you know. And, uh, I, you know, sometimes, to be honest with you guys, I don't see I don't see what I've done. I don't see that. I don't see that I may need to owe an amends, or I don't see where I have corrective measures I need to take. And that's why this is a WE program, and that's why I need to talk to you guys. You know, I need my higher power, but I need you guys too, because I need, I need somebody to show me, you know, to show me what I need to do so that I can be more useful to others. And, you know, and how can I make those corrective measures? How can I be an example of this recovery? We hear that, recover, recover, recover. Well, I want to be that example that I'm not just abstinent, but I'm having that entire psychic change that today, you know, I am living in the promises. I'm not living in the bedevilments and people want what I have, regardless if it's weight loss or not, you know, that they want to see, they want that spiritual peace and freedom I have today. And I'm so grateful. I'm wrapping up. So grateful I do have that and I'm willing to see my stuff. And I heard a speaker yesterday say, you know, recovery is awareness. I am becoming aware, becoming awake and grateful for that. Glad to be here. Thanks, Katie. I pass. Thank you, Kelly. Okay, so if you've just joined us, we um, started at the bottom of page 85 with Step 11, Suggest Prayer and Meditation, reading through two paragraphs, ending with corrective measures should be taken. Who else would like to share on these paragraphs? Charles, Barbara. Okay. Barbara. Charles, E. Monica. Reva P. Reva P. I got you, Tanessa. Kathy K. Hey, Kathy. Okay, just one second. Okay. Uh, I wrote very little bit of each person's name. Charles H., Barbara E., Vanessa K., Monica T., Reva P., Kathy K. Uh, anybody else? Leia S. Leia S. Okay, let's go with that. Um, Charles H., you're up, followed by Barbara E. Thank you very much for your service. Um, so I just want to drill down where it says, after making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. I mean, this is this is pretty much like simple English right here. Where you know, after answering these questions, which is making my review, and these two questions um, <laughs> showed how much dishonesty that I had, and still have. You know, uh, what what could we have done better? Were we kind of loving um, towards all? <laughs> and I could always do something better. Without being melodramatic, I could. And, 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 and to tell you the truth, um, if I was kind of loving to all, I would never come back to any meeting ever again. And that's just keeping it real. You know, I think as a compulsive over either recovered or not, whether I'm Superman or whether I'm Mother Teresa, um, if, I, if I falsely answer these two questions, it's just such a waste of my time. 
It really is. Because if 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 I treat everybody kind and I never have a a a, a negative thought, then I I must be a superhuman. I must be God. <laughs> so you know what? Like you know, we claim spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection, right? So like, there's always something I can do better. Let me give you a napkin. <laughs> there's always something I could do better, right? Like you know, we get better over a period of time, and and um. You know, I love Step 11. I can improve every single day. You know, it's not every day that, that, that I hate the world or, or I'm negative, like, to, to the point of not doing anything for anybody. I think it says in the uh, AA 12 and 12, it's a, it's a horrible day if I haven't done anything right. And I'm going to leave some time on the clock because there's a lot of people that know more than I do. So I'm going to pass. Thank you, Charles. Um, Barbara E., you're up, followed by Knessa K. Thank you so much for doing this service for us, and I do apologize, Charles. That was me coughing and forgetting that I was still unmuted. My bad. But everything you said was the truth. I love Step 11 because, as as was said, those first Step 10, all the first steps, leading through step 10, get me to step 11, where I can, in the morning, say my set-aside prayer to show me freedom all day from self-will. And at night, that same night, that night before, I can look at my whole day and not drift into morbid reflection. What did I do well? What could I have done better? What will I work on tomorrow? That becomes my set-aside prayer the following morning. But I have to have the proper attitude and work at it. It says that on page 86. My thought life will be placed on a much higher level if I do this work. And what used to be a hunch or an inspiration can become a working part of my mind. Do I always hear God talking to me? I wish I could say yes. Sometimes I say no. I had absolutely the most wonderful weekend. I went to my daughter's house. She said she needed my help with her little baby because her other per- her partner was going to be away at a wedding. I had a great time. Got on the wrong train going to Brooklyn. I had good orderly direction from my daughter. I knew how to go, but a kindly man on the New Jersey Transit said, I know a better way, and I'll take you to the two grannies, myself included, sitting across the aisle, right to the train you need. So we got on the train, and of course we both went in the wrong direction. But I was not fearful. I simply called up my daughter and said, I seem to be on Flatbush Avenue, nowhere near where I need to go. What should I do? And I did it. I was calm, trusting, wonderful. It did not ruin my day. What could I do to be helpful to her? What could I do to be helpful to others? And I could honestly look at my set-aside prayer this morning at home in New Jersey and say, thank you, God, I was able to do the service 
I needed to. Would, oops, that's my timer. Wouldn't have happened without this program. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Barbara. Knessa Kay, you're up, followed by Monica T. Good morning, Knessa Kay, and uh, recovered in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, thank you for your service. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Um, this really stood out for me because the first three months of this year, um, I was faced with some challenges um, to move my elderly parents um, to my city from my hometown where she had lived for, you know, decades um, to be with her, to, to quarterback her care. And during that time, um, I was packing so much into my day um, in order to just, she was in the middle of some financial challenges and I was doing a lot. And for a brief period of time, um, I stopped constructively reviewing my day. And it didn't take long <laughs> um, before I drifted into worry, remorse, and morbid reflection um, that diminished my usefulness to others. Um, you know, I've been abstinent for a year uh, coming up on um, recovered on Labor Day. I always think that Labor Day is my true recovery day um, because of something that happened that day in step nine. And I just wanted to share just, you know, for many of us or all of us, um, one of my sweet friends in my tribe always says, you know, you have a lot of life coming at you every day between children, work, and, you know, taking care of an elderly parent. And, you know, we've all got our litany of things that we have to take care of every day. But if I didn't do this daily review every single day, um, again, just flipping back into the end of the paragraph here, I will be in worry, remorse, or morbid reflection every day. Um, I have a treatment plan that I have to follow every single day as laid out in this book. It's very clear in black and white, and all of you have helped bring that text to life for me. Um, and, you know, my treatment plan is different than others. Um, I, I get up at 440. I exercise for 30 minutes. Um, I pray, I meditate, I read devotionals, um, I talk with a fellow in the morning to go over my nightly review, and um, that's how I start my day, and, and it's how I finish it, um, by going over the day so that I don't slip back into morbid reflection, and um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Knessa, and Monica T., you're up, followed by Reva P., Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater presently in Vermont. So here we are in the chapter into action. We're starting step 11. The principle of step 11 is spiritual awareness, and it suggests prayer and meditation. And prayer is talking to God, sharing with God, um, and meditation is listening. Ooh, that's the tough part, listening. So now they're presuming here that I have been doing my step 10s throughout the day as necessary when I um, have caused harm in some way, shape, or form that I quickly make an amends there and then so that it's not eating at me for the rest of the day, you know, and I'm going to turn around and eat something. 
And now it says when we retire at night, we're going to constructively review. You know, it doesn't say judge here. It says I'm going to review my day. I'm observing my day. I'm observing the reality of my day. And I'm going to ask myself some questions, you know. Um, are, am I resentful? Was I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Of course, there's our four-step inventory. And do we owe an apology? You know, have I hurt someone? And I'm reviewing my day now. Did Is there anyone else that I didn't make an amends to or step 10 that's popping up that I didn't realize at the time? You know, have I kept anything to myself? Is there any secret? Is there any negative energy here? Am I feeling any negativeness? Am I uneasy? Am I squirrely? Am I eh, just not right here? Well, then I need to pursue this a little further. What is going on here? Is there something I need to do about it? Were we kind and loving towards all? What could we have done better? You know, Bill is always stretching us here. He's always pushing us a little further. What could I have done better? So this is my review. All right, so I'm reviewing my day. Okay, pretty much pretty good. Well, there was that one time you were a little snarky there. So, all right, here's a goal for tomorrow. Have a little more patience. Be more loving. Keep your mouth shut, Monica. So there's, you know, here's my goal for the next day. And he says, were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Yeah, you know, that's our natural inclinations as human beings. You know, it's all about me. But I'm trying to think about others. And then he has the warning, but we must be careful not to drift into moral remorse or morbid reflection. Again, this is not about judging myself. This is about looking back over my shoulder. What could I do a little bit better tomorrow? And then after making our review, when I'm finished with my inventory, I'm asked to pause, review, and ask God's forgiveness, you know, forgiveness to release others and to be released. And what should I do better tomorrow? So it's a, it's a, um, it's planning, you know, something, having a plan for the next day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica. Okay, Reba P, you're up, followed by Kathy K. Morning. This is Reva P. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, I love how when we're starting to learn about um, how to pray and meditate, it starts at night. Because before this program, everything started the next morning, the next Monday, tomorrow. And um, this is just so wonderful. And I remember when I first came in and I started, well, I thought I was practicing this. I wasn't really following the instructions as they're laid out, but I got the concept that I never have to go to bed feeling guilty, remorseful, ashamed, um, in abstinence um, as a result of my behavior because I get to do this. I get to clean up every night I've got a safety net every night. If I miss something during the day, it takes a couple of minutes. It doesn't have to be a long ordeal. And I look and review at the day. Um, So I love the fact that we start with retiring at night as opposed to I'll do it tomorrow morning. Um, The other thing that strikes me is, you know, I can use step work to sort of beat myself up for not doing better. And just as it was shared, we constructively... So in a positive way, without 
you know, saying, oh, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you knew better, how could you? It's about learning and growing. And it told me the page before, I'm supposed to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And growth is not a like destination, like it's never over. Um, and what my understanding and effectiveness was last month is not the same as it is today. It's just constantly changing. And the whole paragraph is all about being positive and constructive and aspiring to do things better, but I'll never you know, rise above that you know, non-human condition or perfection. I'll just never get there. It's all about the learning. Um, and I love how it ends with inquire about corrective measures and who am I asking? I'm not asking myself because by this time I have removed the blocks. I've got some access to a power that's going to help me with everything. And I need to ask. Keep asking, how, how could I do this differently? What do you think? Um, and that's just so much uh, lighter and easier than me you know, getting in charge of how to do things differently. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Kathy Kay, you're up, followed by Leah S. <clears throat> Thank you, Katie, for your service. This is Kathy Kay, Recovered in Boston. I've really appreciated everyone's shares today. And um, I think what I can add is the evolution of my nightly review practice <clears throat> has been uh, quite significant in the sense that when I first started doing it, um, uh, I found it very difficult because I tend to get very tired at night after dinner, and I didn't realize until I had been praying about it for a while that the alternative was to do it before dinner when I still had some energy to review my day. Or in some instances... I could even do it the following morning if I was too tired the night before. So I guess what I'm saying is um, as long as we take the time to reflect daily um, and to ponder the questions that are posed here, because each and every one of them helps me uh, to really to review my spiritual fitness. Um, and it doesn't really matter whether I do it at 10 o'clock at night or 5 o'clock in the late afternoon or sometimes first thing in the morning if I just wasn't able to do it the night before. The important thing is to ask the questions, to consider what I've done well, what I could do better, what um, what character defects or are blocking me at the moment and then asking God to forgive me and and to guide me in my next action. It is it is just a terrific process which ensures that we never um stray too far from God's will. And with that I pass. Thank you, Kathy. Okay, Leah S, you're up. Thank you so much. What a beautiful meeting. Um, in doing my 11th step review, um, 
It made me more spiritual. It made me more aware. What could I have done better? How could I have reacted? Or what can I do uh, about that in this situation? And as I kept doing it every night and every morning, it dawned on me that this is a real multiplication. This is really like a simple um, subtraction kind of um, wrap-up that I'm doing over here. I'm ne- I need to be in fit spiritual condition during the day. If something bothers me, I have to do step 10. And then at night, what could I have done better? I need to be honest about the whole thing. This is not like a judgment call. This is this is just facing what it is that I'm doing. So when I'm doing a mathematical subtraction, uh, simple subtraction, then if I want to check if my answer is correct, then all I have to do is add up what it was and what answer I've got. And this is in the same context. Um, if I want to do a multiplication, if I want to do it, I'm sorry, a division example, I have to do a multiplication to check myself. And the same thing over here in the 11th step, that is all that I'm doing. I need to, I need to review what is it that I could do to be a better person and what is it that I could do to grow better and, and wherever and whichever uh, place or situation that I am in. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Leah. So we have two minutes if there's someone with a burning desire. Otherwise, I'll take it. Take a minute here. Okay. Margaret D. Okay. Go ahead. Margaret. Okay. This. Margaret D. in Georgia. And I just want to segue on what a few people have said with the um, feeling snarky and also the multiplication and the division. Um, So when I'm doing my 11th step, um, God, please help me because I'm so excited that all my thoughts are banging around in my head like little atomic missiles. Um, So when I'm doing my 11th step, Feeling restless, irritable, and discontented for me is such a positive thing because what I'm learning, and I keep forgetting, and then I have to relearn it and relearn it, is that that restlessness, that irritableness, and the discontentedness is I'm shutting myself off from my higher power. And uh, just a really quick example, um, been having some disturbance with another person in my home meeting and I was putting all the blame on that person you know they're it's them blah 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 so as a result from doing this work over and over and over again and feeling that restlessness irritable and discontentedness um, what I came to realize was that um, a character defect had been showing up and showing up and showing up First faintly, and then a little, then I was able, is that time? Yes, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, that's okay. 
all right. I'll finish it in the second meeting. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Margaret. And thank you to everyone who has um, shared and everyone who helped to get this meeting uh, going this morning. Thank you to uh, Jody EQ, Jackie M, Allison L, Annie B, Jen A, and then coming up will be Kimmy and Linda R. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, July 23rd, is 11,689. That's 11689. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Annie V please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, thank you for your service. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.